Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. President Biden right now has made a secret unscheduled visit to Ukraine's capital of Kyiv. The president arriving there within the last few hours, meeting this morning with President Volodymyr Zelensky just days before the one year anniversary of Russia's brutal invasion. These photos taken within the last couple of hours. The high stakes, high profile trip in many ways is unprecedented. An American president landing in an active war zone where American troops are not fighting. You know what President Biden's doing here, right? He's going deep, deep, deep undercover. Oh, come on. I'm not getting a, I'm not getting an Axel Foley. Come back on that. (laughs) He's going to put a banana in all those tailpipes. Put a banana in all the tanks of the tailpipes of the Russian army. That's right. All four of them that are left. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty big deal to arrange this. So security in Kiev, Peter, is extraordinarily tight. Uh, There are no cars allowed on the roads. In some places, cell phone service, both uh, for voice and data, has been cut off. This is an extraordinarily unusual visit. As you said, uh, previous American presidents have visited war zones before, but generally those vis- those visits took place on an American military base or in a, a closed environment. Yeah, right. Something you can control and, uh, you know, not one where we are actually not, you know, directly fighting, right? No American troops are involved in this. Uh, we're just supplying, you know, arms, ammunition, javelins, soon tanks, maybe F-16s down the road. That was a big conversation on the Sunday shows uh, yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch the, um, the, the the mini press event where they just had Zelensky and Biden sitting there in the room kind of talking, you know, crossed legs. And Biden's got his cue card that he's reading from. I won't play it for you. It's, it's a little hard to hear, and it's also kind of boring. Um, he's just reading off of his card, not a surprise. Uh, same as he does when he's actually given the speech. He's got a page there, which, again— it's what world leaders do. It's just what would bother me about it, I guess, is when he was sitting there with Zelensky is you think in a moment like that, he could just be himself. You know, he could just talk from the cuff. I mean, Zelensky doesn't have notes. You know, he's living this war. He's talking with the president. OK, uh, Biden needs notes to tell him what to say, which, again, I you know, when you're the president of the United States, there are certain uh, consequences of you going off script. Right. But at the same time, what you want is a president who doesn't have to have a script in order to be on script. If that makes any sense. Anyway, so, um, you know, he was speaking at a more official press event and they ushered all the uh, it was actually kind of funny when, you know, the press kind of went to asking him questions. They're like, uh, we're walking here. We're walking here. We're done here. I know it's hard to hear. We're walking out. Press, we're walking. We're walking here. We're walking. They're we're walking. walking out. They're we're done out. here. They're we're walking, walking now. Take your steps. Come on now. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if that's like the press secretary or if that's a Richard Simmons impersonator. But anyway, so um, he in the regular sort of official moment when he's talking to the media, or, or at least, you know, he and President Zelensky are at podiums instead of sitting in chairs. And I don't know if you remember what you said to me, but you said... This is the, uh, quote, on the eve of the invasion, basically, last year when they were talking on the phone. Gather the leaders of the world 
ask them to support Ukraine. Gather the leaders of the world and ask them to support Ukraine. And you said that you didn't know when we'd be able to speak again. That dark night, one year ago, the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. Seems like a lot longer ago than a year, but think back to that year. Perhaps even the end of Ukraine. You know, one year later, Kiev stands, and Ukraine stands, democracy stands, the Americans stands with you, and the world stands with you. Good, good. I, I've said this from the beginning. I, you know, you you cannot invade another nation and be okay. And for Russia to invade Ukraine, and by the way, Lindsey Graham actually did a really good job of giving some of the history on this when he was on this week with Martha Raddatz yesterday. I'll play that for you in a second, but. It's not just that Russia invaded another sovereign nation. That's not all there is to it. There's a backstory here that I think a lot of times Americans, you know, we're kind of short in our memories, you know, for especially for international events. It's not the kind of thing that we pay as much attention to, certainly, as we should. And even then, we sometimes forget stuff. I'll share that with you in just a second. But Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. It looks like everything is running smoothly uh, so far. And we'll hopefully it'll stay that way. <laughs> Holiday light this morning. I-10, I-110 reporting is clear. Not showing any problems on Olive. Nine mile. Uh, looks like you're good to go on Mobile Highway in Fairfield as well. Accident or traffic tip text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You know, when it comes to heating or cooling your home, you got a lot of choices for HVAC maintenance, repairs, or replacement. And, you know, you want to be able to pick up your phone and know. Have confidence that you're calling the right company. Well, that's Peden Air Conditioning, Heating, and Electrical. Their primary focus is to give you quality service and installation combined with the best products in the industry. And, you know, look, I, I mean, you're almost on the verge of wanting AC now, but, you know, probably not going to kick it on until a little bit later. But now, before you need it, that's the time to make sure your system is ready for the summer, runs efficiently. It's always a good idea to have somebody come out and check your system early to make sure that everything is right. Call Peden Air Conditioning and set up an appointment to have your system installed. So remember, if you need AC work or replacement, call Peden. If you've got an electrical issue, call Peden. they got offices in Panama City, Destin, Fort Walton, and a large location right here in Pensacola in Ellison Field. Check them out online at peden.com. And if you're looking for a high-paying job, join one of the best places to work on the Gulf Coast. Peden's hiring plumbers, electricians, HVAC personnel. No experience necessary. They'll train you. Apply online today at peden.com uh, and, or ask for, Greg, uh, for Connor if you give him a call. So uh, back to um, Lindsey Graham on this week yesterday. Again, Again, talking about, you know, not being so worried about the problem of angering, you know, Vladimir Putin, right? Because that's kind of the question. Well, if the United States sends F-16s, for example, will we not anger Putin? He says, stop worrying about that. For giving the Ukrainians the weapons they need to defend themselves. I'm not worried about provoking Putin. I'm, I, I want to beat him. And how do you beat him? You beat him by giving the Ukrainians the military capability to drive the Russians out of Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, are, you think that Putin is like at half speed right now? <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, we got to be you know strategic, but it, the notion that somehow we could push him into something more, I, it is a realistic concern. He does have nukes. Okay, we do have to be concerned about that. But worry about beating him, be willing to try to beat him. And he gives this kind of history lesson, which, again, is appropriate because I think a lot of times people in the United States forget this stuff. Okay, here's how you win the war. 
You expel Russia from territory. Uh, in 1994, the Ukrainians gave up the thar third largest nuclear force on the planet. After the Soviet Union fell, there were like 1,700 nukes in Ukraine. They turned the missiles over to Russia. Russia, the United States, and Great Britain said, in exchange for you giving up your nuclear weapons, we will guarantee your territorial integrity, your sovereignty. And the 94 map included Crimea as being part of Ukraine. So to not honor that commitment would be tricking the Ukraine, would be rewarding Putin for rewriting uh, uh, agreements involving nuclear weapons. To forgive and forget would be allowing Putin to commit major war crimes on an industrial scale. It would send a signal to China that we're all talk. We're not going to defend Taiwan. What's at stake here is the rule of law, human decency, and world order. Yeah, I mean, all of that is correct. Ukraine, although they didn't really have nukes of the sort that they could use, they had possession of them. And they gave those up along with a couple of other countries in exchange for joining the Non-Proliferation Treaty and getting a specific pledge by, at the time, Russia, the UK, and the US that their borders would be protected, that they wouldn't be invaded. France and China came later with a little bit less robust commitment, but same basic commitment. So Ukraine gave up its nukes in exchange for Russia, among others, promising not to invade them and to protect their territorial integrity. And what did they get? Crimea took, and then, you know, right now, all the eastern portion, and a lot more was what Russia was trying. It's crazy. So, if you're going to have an international order, you're going to have to have the ability to enforce those kinds of promises, pledges, treaties, right? And especially in that case, and I'm sure that, you know, within Ukraine, there were a lot of people like, don't give them up, don't give them up. I mean, again, they didn't have access to them, not really, but um, still, that was a leverage ship for them. What will the world have learned if Russia doesn't get expelled from Ukraine, right? The same lesson they're learning about North Korea. It's better to have nukes. That's how you get safe. 720 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you have a home improvement project that you're working on and you're not sure where to go, Pensacola Hardware. Listen, they obviously will have the stuff you need, and that's true, okay? And they'll have it in stock. They won't have to order something for you. But more, what they'll have is advice guidance you know how to do it they have been doing this forever it's their lives like i mean you know obviously the people who are working here now weren't there in 1851 when they opened the oldest business in the entire state of florida but this is in the blood like they've been doing this so long that it's not just a place you go where the staff changes over a lot and they don't really know much because they're changing over the staff this is a place where you go and they're experts in this field hardware they know it they understand it they live it and especially if you're like a construction professional you build things for a living man this is your place <laughs> You know, this is their bread and butter, and this is your place. So whatever level of a hardware service you need, Pensacola Hardware is your place to go. Right downtown at 20 East Gregory Street. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. I bid you a happy President's Day. Undoubtedly, the United States of America is the greatest country in the world today and possibly in all of human history. This President's Day, be sure to take time to praise God for our constitutional republic. Praise Him for the purpose of government, as explained in Romans 13, which is to punish evildoers and to protect those that do good. Praise God that you live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Take time today to pray for our current president and to praise God for our previous presidents like George Washington. Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, and so many others. Further, as 1 Timothy 2 instructs, pray for our civil authorities that we may all lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. 
That was Strength for Life, hosted by Pastor James C. Johnson. For more Strength for Life, check out our website at strengthforlife.church. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming into uh, an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. My name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. Good morning, 724 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. I didn't realize it, but apparently Jeff Bergosh is not running for re-election. I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> this is tongue-in-cheek a little bit. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, David Wayne has got uh, our headlines for us in the newsroom. David? The Georgia church where Jimmy Carter attended and taught, now asking for prayers for the former president. It was announced over the weekend that Carter is uh, going to spend his remaining time with his family at home under hospice care. Class is resuming today at Michigan State University. Classes had been suspended since last Monday night shootings that killed three students and injured five more there. And the country music world mourning singer-songwriter Kyle Jacobs today. The husband of uh, Kelly Pickler died last Friday. Clint Black shared his tribute to Jacobs on Twitter, saying he was a bright spot and will be missed. The USO also honored Jacobs for going on seven different holiday tours. Jacobs wrote songs for a lot of popular country artists like Tim McGraw and the Eli Young Band. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Candy has traffic on the fives. Oh, it's so sad about Kyle Jacobs. As we take a look around, uh, the good news is it's it's holiday lights, so and we're not showing a whole lot of slowdowns or delays. 98 is accident-free, 90 accident-free. Not showing any problems on Michigan, Beverly, that one road is accident-free. <laughs> not showing any problems One road, there. 18 I names. Know. I, it is. Thanks to Pensacola. Uh, it's traffic on the fives. And if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. You know, if you've got a uh, an aging parent, which is very common, okay, a lot of us do, uh, but you've got an aging parent, especially if you're in your 40s or your 50s, you're still in your, pri- your prime, by the way, not according to Dodd Lemon, but according to the rest of us. Um, <laughs> you're, you're looking at your parent and you're thinking, oh, man, you know, um, they just don't seem to be doing as well. They're not as sharp. Uh, they're having trouble with daily activity. I've helped them a lot with cooking, cleaning, bathing, dressing, you know, toileting, grooming, that kind of stuff. And it's heartbreaking, right? Because you don't want to see this happen to your parents, but you also want to make sure they're safe, okay? And you want to make sure that their needs are taken care of and they're probably getting to be too much for you, most likely. Well, here's the thing. That's why you call John Horton at Assisted Living Locators because he will help your parents 
get the right kind of care so they can live an independent life in assisted living and get the help they need and still be independent because that's the idea. It's not a nursing home. And I know that's a scary thing to consider, and I know it's a very emotional thing, but get guidance. Like, find the right place. And even because once you decide that assisted living is right for your loved ones, um, you know, it's still figuring out which place out of the more than 30 there are in this area, and that's what he'll help you do. No charge. No charge. Assisted Living Locators. Find them online, assistedlivinglocators.com, or just call John, 712-0887. here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, sometimes snarky. Um, I said before a moment sometimes. ago. I, <laughs> is there any other speed? I said um, that Jeff Bergosh is not running for a re-election, District 1 County Commissioner in Escambia County. Explain. And, <laughs> thank you. I will. So he, this is not an official announcement. I'm just going based on what he said. Okay. Because what he said was that he was having a conversation with Michelle Salzman on his coffee with the commissioner. And I shared this with you last week a little bit about term limits. Okay. And he was talking about term limits and he said he's in favor of them, which is fine. I agree. I'm glad to hear a lot of politicians are. Here's a kind of a, this is not him one, like he didn't say all this 20 seconds all in a row, but he said all of this in the course of a couple of minutes and it's all the relevant things on the subject. Okay. Well, yeah. And, and look, Hey, I'm a guy who believes in, term limits i really do even though you know currently we're we're not subject to them if you're subject to an eight-year term limit why should oh, I be? oh why yeah I be? why oh, should yeah. we all are board, in the state why should love- school board members be look i was on the school board i term limited myself i left i did two full terms and then i left of my own volition and sought a different office so he believes in term limits he believes in eight years and he's bragging about leaving the school board he says he term limited himself by leaving the school board to run for county commissioner okay if you put all of those pieces together, the consistent conclusion would be that he'd not he'd, not run for re-election after his eighth year, which would be in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be an announcement that he's not running? I mean, it's not. But the logic is there. Right. Now, I don't know whether he's going to run for re-election or not, but if you're going to brag about leaving the school board, I term limited myself. If you're going to talk about how you favor term limits, and if you're going to talk about how eight years is the right time frame— Put up or shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's kind of the idea. Oh, by the way, I had to, I had to laugh. Uh, Mike Kohler, the uh, scammy commissioner for District 2 that replaced Doug Underhill when Doug didn't run for re-election last, uh, last election, he he made a bit of a jab at Jeff during the opening comments during the Escambia County Commission meeting last Thursday. Was it the week before? I don't know. I'm sorry. I get a little bit of time shift. I guess it was the week before. No, it was Thursday. Yeah, it was last Thursday. I want to tell you, I got calls from your coffee with the commissioner. I didn't know you were on board with term limits, but I'm glad you are, if you really are. If you really oh. are. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> unpleasant. That's unpleasant. coming from a nurse. Hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> coming from a nurse. That's exactly right. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how this all plays out. Obviously, that's kind of the way it goes. Hey, if you're thinking about selling your home uh, in this market, you need a professional, somebody who really understands how to get you the best price for that home. You need a realtor who's going to protect your equity, help your family the best, and especially understand, you know, what's the market doing? Is it up, down, holding? How many offers can you expect? What kinds of offers? What kind of things are you going to need to be willing to concede, if at all? Or not? What can you really hold firm on? What's the right price? How do you stage it? How do you photograph it? How do you put it on social media? When do you do the open house? How do you do an open house? Like, when the market's hot, it feels like you can do it all yourself. And sometimes that's true. You'll still get a better price with a good realtor. And Christina Leavenworth is a great realtor. But now when the market is not so hot, now is the time to really benefit from her experience. And man, does she have it and a track record. Her folks at Levin Rinky Realty are fantastic. If she doesn't sell your home in 30 days, she won't charge you anything for it. And if you want to sell for cash, she's got cash buyers that are waiting and ready. 
call Christina Leavenworth, find out what she can do for you. 723-9158, 723-9158. David, what do you have coming up, sir? A fire shut down Mobile Highway on Saturday. We'll tell you more after Fox. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Ann Carrick. President Biden making a surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine with a promise before his departure. Today, that announcement includes artillery ammunition for HIMARS and howitzers, more javelins, anti-armor systems, air surveillance radars to help protect Ukrainian people. It was his first war zone visit as president. February the 24th marks the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion. Tensions between China and the U.S., Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting with his Chinese counterpart this weekend. We have information that gives us concern that they are considering providing lethal support to Russia in, uh, in the war against Ukraine. And it was important for me to share very clearly with, with Wang Yi uh, that this would be a serious problem. Blinken on ABC's This Week yesterday. The meeting follows the takedown of a Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731 News Radio 92.3. Looks like a beautiful morning out there. It is 58 degrees right now. The sun's shining here in Pensacola. An investigation underway after an inmate was found with serious injuries recently at the Century Correctional Institution. The nature of those injuries has not been disclosed. The inmate did have to be flown to a local hospital, Florida Department of Corrections, Heading up that investigation. Well, if, like me, you were trying to drive down Mobile Highway on Saturday night, you may have had to turn around, take the long way, because the road was shut down. Well, uh, that was because of a structure fire going on in Beulah. Scambia Fire Rescue says they were called to a vacant building. It was on Mobile Highway near Klondike Road, right about 730 on Saturday when they were called. Uh, The Escambia County Sheriff's Office shut down Mobile Highway shortly after firefighters uh, were attempting to gain control of the fire. And firefighters were there battling that blaze for about two hours. Nobody was hurt. The investigation uh, continuing into what caused the fire. If you're a food lover, you might be counting down the days until Pensacola's 7th Annual Pensacola Habitat Food Truck Festival. It's happening this coming weekend. The annual festival will have uh, more than 35 food trucks, entertainment, live bands. It's all going to happen at Community Maritime Park next Saturday and Sunday. A local teenager taken to the hospital after being hit by a car on Saturday happened over at Wild Lake Boulevard and Pine Forest Road. FHP says the teen girl was trying to cross the road when she walked in front of a Hyundai SUV. Witnesses tell troopers that both the girl and the driver's vision may have been obscured because of backed up traffic. The girl's injuries were described as serious, but not as life threatening. Two medics at in uh, Clearwater, have been suspended now after falsely declaring a man dead. This happened last week. Medics from uh, from Clearwater mistakenly thought a 65-year-old man had died, but after those medics left, a Pinellas County deputy found the man, and he was still breathing. He asked medics to return. This time, medics from a different fire station in uh, Largo showed up, confirmed the man was alive, took him to the hospital. Right now, though, no word on that man's condition. A viral video having some consequences for a substitute teacher in Duval County. Mandarin Middle School substitute teacher Brian Covey has been fired after posting a video online. This was last month. It showed empty bookshelves on the school's library. That video went viral and got millions of views. But the school district says 
It was a misrepresentation and says it violated their social media and cell phone policies. Governor Ron DeSantis also commented on the video, said it was a fake narrative. The 39-year-old Covey announced that he had been fired last week. And hundreds of local families got a helping hand thanks to the Jubilee Church and Farm Share food giveaway over the weekend. Farm Shared says they gave away 35,000 pounds of food to families that are in need. More than 750 families were able to get a box of food. The event held at the Jubilee Church on North W Street last Saturday. It's 735 right now, News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Candy, what are you seeing? Oh. <laughs> sorry, I'm just waiting for you to finish. I'm sorry. And nothing is the answer. I'm not seeing anything. It looks like, uh, which is good. We're not, uh, it, it's holiday light uh, on the roads. There's still some traffic, but certainly uh, watch out. Watch out for your usual areas of congestion, although they're certainly less congested today. Uh, not showing any problems, of course. Three Mile Bridge, accident free. Taking a look at the beach. Good day for it, right? It'll be up to what, 80 later, but we'll cover up in the forecast in a little bit. Fort Pickens looking just fine, not showing any problems on Via de Luna. If you see an accident or a slowdown, you have traffic tips. Text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, yep. Candy. Now for a look at our uh, Channel 3 first morning weather. Stay out there today with temperatures warming up in the afternoon near 73 degrees under mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures staying warm in the 60s, low near 63. For Tuesday, nice day again with a small chance of a stray shower. Overall rain chance at 10% with a high Tuesday near 76 degrees. Tuesday night near 66 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, again, it is a beautiful morning out there, already warming up a little bit. It's uh, 58 now. Sunny skies in Pensacola, 56 in Gulf Breeze, and 49 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Go with your money now. While air travel picked up significantly during 2022, the increase came with lots of problems, particularly in the form of flight delays and cancellations. All of that considered, the U.S. carrier that performed the best last year, according to the Wall Street Journal's annual scorecard, was Delta Airlines. That's the second straight year and fifth in six that Delta earned the top spot. Coming in second and third on the list, Alaska Airlines and Southwest, even with that latter carrier's year-end meltdown. Thanks in large part to the success of her 10th studio album, Midnight's, Taylor Swift is the highest paid female entertainer in the world. She earned $92 million in 2022. The 33-year-old singer is also the only woman to make Forbes' list of the 10 top-earning entertainers in the world. She ranked ninth. Number one, the rock group Genesis, which earned $230 million by selling the rights to their music, plus a farewell tour. Other top earners included Sting and Tyler Perry. That's your money now. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, 
Paul Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or have been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this Friday on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. This is bringing back to you an item which the board voted on back on October 6th during the board meeting. Uh, by a majority, the board voted on October the 6th to pay $6,960.02 for various expenses related to Matthew Silover's FDOH administrative proceedings. That payment has not successfully processed through the clerk's office. The clerk's office, and I, of course, I'm not speaking for her, but I believe that they had some concerns about the authority to allow for the payment to be processed. There has been a conversation exploring the idea of getting an attorney general's opinion. This is an item I brought. It's an item for my discretionary fund. Um, it's an item that I'm comfortable with is completely legal. The board made a finding that it serves a public purpose. We're non-charter county. We have a lot of home rule authority. Um, and I, I certainly am disappointed that this wasn't paid. All right, so he, he, this is a complicated story. There's a lot of backstory. It goes back a couple of years. Uh, it has to do with a paramedic operating for the Escambia uh, Emergency Medical Services EMS paramedic who was accused, alleged uh, by then Medical Director Ramey Edler of having, in five different cases, uh, violated protocols uh, for treatment. And two of those cases involved a patient dying. Now, there's a lot of he said, she said here. Okay, I know what I believe about the facts, but let's stick to what we kind of what we know. Uh, She was preparing to file this complaint charges against him. He said that he was being harassed by her. Um, Could be one possibility is that he filed the harassment as retaliation against her for finding him at fault. Uh, Could be that she filed the criticism against him for filing. I mean, you know, who do you believe? Okay. Okay. so in this particular case, uh, the outcome of it, and a lot of the sort of the details here, I think, are still not fully known. It's my understanding. But basically, you know, there was a failure to follow protocol for internal investigation about the harassment claim. There was a long investigation of these claims. Yeah, Jerry Maygarden got brought into this by Janice Gilley at the time to look into all of this and figure out what happened. And the short version is the county paid a bunch of stuff. Okay, the county paid a bunch of money uh, to Slover and also I think to his legal fees about $50,000, about $200,000 in a settlement. Um, so there's a lot of money that's already been paid. And this $6,900 is like the last of it. 
And that was the last to cover the fines from the Florida Department of Health that basically, you know, he had consented to um, in exchange for him being allowed to keep his paramedics license and neither admitting nor denying allegations. But this is like his personal fines agreement with the Department of Health. Okay, so this is not costs from the county. This is not legal fees. This is not uh, insurance claims or any of that. This is like the fees he agreed to pay. And Jeff Bergash, who had been kind of his champion on all of this throughout, and in fact, you know, Jeff has said some things in public and is my understanding also in, you know, like shade meeting kind of stuff that, you know, basically made it so the county was going to lose their cases, okay, because he took up for Salover, who came to him and asked him for help. And, uh, you know, he believed him and advocated for him in a way that, you know, put the legal defense for the county probably in jeopardy. OK, um, not I'm not saying he tried to do that. I'm saying he believed he was doing right by Slover and there was a lot of background conflict between him and Ramey Adler. So a lot of drama in this in the backstory. But the, the short takeaway is the board voted three to one. Uh, Doug Underhill was not there when the vote took place. He would certainly have voted against. Um, Doug had voted against some of the other stuff in this case. And uh, so Robert Bender voted against and Stephen Barry Lumen May and Jeff Bergosh voted for paying this $6,900, which even though it's out of the discretionary money, that still has to be public purpose. It's still, you know, it's not Jeff's personal money to spend, just like, you know, Robert Bender's discretionary isn't his personal to spend. It still has to get approved by the board. It still has to meet all the legal requirements for being an appropriate use of public money because the discretionary fund is ultimately public money. All right, so they voted to pay. Pam Childers, the comptroller and the clerk of the court, said, I'm not paying that because it's not an appropriate public expense to pay for somebody's personal fine settlement with the Florida Department of Health. As uh, she said, according to the PNJ, it would be inappropriate for me to pay somebody's speeding ticket, even if they were speeding on the job. There's not a public value or use to that. That's his fault. He needs to pay that. So the $6,900, he needs to pay. That's kind of her argument. So this came back to the board where they found out that the check hadn't been cut, and Jeff is angry because... The board needs to be able to direct its policies and spend its money. And, you know, he says that Pam basically ought to pay because that's the point. Madam Council, what, what do we need to do to get this off of dead center? I mean, you, you're, it's on the agenda. What authority, what motion do I need to make to move this uh, forward so that we can make sure that this is paid, this appropriate uh, item? And Allison basically says, you got options. You know, you can seek to, she can seek to talk to the clerk. She can seek a, you know, a legal coercion to make it happen, or the board can change its mind, right? Which, of course. And Jeff's point is look, he says that if the board is always having to ask permission from Pam Childers, then she becomes like the, you know, the vetoer. And there's no way to override her veto. Uh, I'm not, he's, these are not words he's using, but, you know, I'm getting where he's thinking about it. Like, if she can stop anything that she wants, then that's not appropriate, and the business of the county will come to a halt. Now, Mike Kohler, who is new to the office, and he wasn't there to vote on the first round, but he was there to vote on whether they'd, you know, make the payment go through again or take more action on it. He says, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we, we should not have been paying this in the first place. I'll play that clip for you in just a second. Let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. This is brought to you by Bobby Lycus Auto Service. They're on Davis Highway in Pensacola. And uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Not right now. It looks like everything is running smoothly. I-10 East and westbound. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. Tax 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. All right. So Mike Kohler is on the board, and he's the nurse, you know, in his background. And he says, whoa, we... Definitely shouldn't be paying this. I wasn't here for that vote, and um, 
I spent a lot of time like reviewing this last night. Mm -hmm. I'm the only licensed nurse up here. I went to the FDOH site last night. This, I want to protect the power of the board. I agree with that. But I respectfully believe that the board made a very bad decision, and I'll tell you why. The administrative complaints in there are run in two different medical clinics are very serious. Any, I don't know who Dr. Elders was. Um, I don't know who the paramedic is, mm -hmm. but they're very concerning. But what's more concerning is that as a board, this Matt Selver signed the stipulation that he would agree to all this, which was reviewed by the medical doctor for the state of Florida, the Surgeon General. I don't know why we would have got involved in that as a board. That's my concern. I think that we overstepped our boundaries with this. So regardless of all the other stuff, what he's saying, and he understands the concern about when we decide to make a payment that Pam Childers shouldn't be telling us no, but you know, this is really none of our business. This is between Matt Sullivan and the state of Florida. I don't agree with the clerk not um, paying the board, but I don't think the board should be in, in the business of overseeing um, the FDOH. That's my opinion. And, of course, Jeff Bergash does not agree with that point of view. I would say this, Mike. Um, if he was really Jack the Ripper out there, they never, ever would have made a settlement with him where he walked right out of that office with his paramedics license and continued his career. They wouldn't have done it. He didn't admit to anything. The only thing he did was he saved this board and these taxpayers potentially tens of thousands of dollars because he was going to fight this. He was going to take it all the way. And I believe he was going to be successful. Well, again, just, I mean, side note is part of why he would have been successful at least I think you can make the argument, is that Jeff Bergash took up so publicly for him and compromised the strength of the defense the county would have made. Maybe he would have won anyway. Maybe he would have won for a whole lot more money than they had to pay. I mean, that's he could be right. It's uncertain about the future. But that's not what Jeff's really upset about. What Commissioner Bergash is upset about is this bill went unpaid for a bunch of months while he's assuming other legal fees uh, that were you know paid by the uh, clerk of the court and comptroller Pam Childers went paid, He's and he's figuring this is not appropriate. It was sat on for four months, four months. We didn't even know it wasn't paid for three months. I've heard every excuse in the book. Well, it was busy. It was the Christmas season. You know what? I guarantee you Ed Fleming's uh, invoices ain't waiting 90 days to be paid. I guarantee you. Guarantee you Matt Danheiser's invoices didn't wait 90 days to get paid. Matt and Tom are the, uh, are, um, Ed and <laughs> Tom is Matt's brother, uh, the former judge now at uh, Santa Rosa attorney anyway uh matt danheiser and fleming the attorneys i think they were representing her in the 401a stuff that has been ongoing background litigation remember the retirement plan that she says is illegal okay that there's a lot of background drama between the clerk and uh, the county commission at this point but he says look all this is about compelling her to pay that's all this is stephen barry agreed with that and mike Kohler again jumped in and said but we shouldn't be paying this. The thing is, you can't. I've been in the medical business for years. All you have to do is go look at the FDOH website tonight. Mm -hmm. There is a process in these. I've, I've had over 400 licensed professionals. If I was to support this, I'd be tarred and feathered by the medical community. This is such a breach of overreach for this board. I don't agree with the payment. That's fine. I just That's all can't we're talking get, about. Well, I can't get there because I didn't vote for that, though. You can't hold me accountable for something that I wouldn't agree to to say that I should pay for it. You'd see my, my position if it was something different. But I, no, this is, this is too much for me based on what the FDOH and the state surgeon general put out. And, and even the same thing as Commissioner Bender explained. He's like, uh, and, and Bender is kind of the 
in-between position here because he voted against the payment, but he is voting for forcing the clerk to pay it because he wants the power of the board to be respected. So in the end, uh, they wound up voting 4-1, to Kohler in dissent, to compel Allison the Rogers, the county attorney, without spending money on outside counsel now, so she's got to handle it herself, because why would you spend money on outside counsel to collect a $6,900 debt? You know, it's kind of the idea. Um, where you're not even collecting the debt, you're actually spending the money, so you're going to pay more money in order to pay more money. Good that they're not authorizing that. But here, who's the right of this? <laughs> In my opinion, Mike Kohler is the most right. The board should have never done this in the first place. It was a terrible decision to pay this money in the first place. Once it's done, there are limits to what the board can be can pay, and Pam Childers does have some veto power if they decide to pay something completely inappropriate. Is this completely inappropriate? I'm very on the fence. I think probably it's inappropriate, and I think probably she's right. But there is definitely an issue where I understand why the board doesn't want to feel like everything they issue in payment is going to be vetoed by the clerk, who's not an elected member of the commission, even though she is an elected, obviously, comptroller and clerk of the court. So, uh, I again, I think the board messed this up by trying to pay this thing in the first place. Is this Pam Childers' place to halt the payment? I think that's a pretty close call. And I don't know legally who's got the right of that one, frankly. I kind of lean more in her direction, but it's, I, you, you know, if I talk to the right people, you might persuade me the other way. Mike Kohler's the most right about this. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. 751 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data from model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me this Wednesday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities, specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions this Wednesday at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 6. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays a weekend, Check It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. 
time to make the donut. that every single morning when I wake up. I'm going to make the radio. <laughs> but I already made the radio. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> nice. 7.54 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? President Biden has left Kiev after his unannounced visit to Ukraine today and asked about it. Governor Ron DeSantis says Biden's focus should be on America's issues. I and many Americans are thinking to ourselves, okay, he's very concerned about those borders halfway around the world. He's not done anything to secure our own border here at home. We've had millions and millions of people pour in. Uh, speaking alongside President Volodymyr Zelensky this morning, Biden said he was there to express America's uh, unwavering support for the country's independence. Class is resuming today at Michigan State University. They were suspended since last Monday's shootings. And the uh, Boston Celtics' Jason Tatum named MVP of this year's NBA All-Star Game. He set a new All-Star Game record by scoring 55 points to lead uh, Team Giannis to its first win over Team LeBron in three tries. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 755 Candy has traffic on the fives. And taking a look around. Good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Taking a look over by Community Maritime Park. Not showing any problems there. Downtown Garden is clear. Savannah is clear uh, through the curve on Scenic. Uh, not showing any accidents. If you uh, have a traffic tip, certainly text it in. 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Oh, I, I I got a good correction here from a friend who said that uh, Jeff Bergash actually served 10 years on the school board, not eight. Apparently, I forgot that. Okay, he ran midterm. Uh, fair enough. I, I just don't remember. Uh, and also that he has already pre-filed to run again. So maybe not as firm a commitment to the term limits as. <laughs> well, maybe he meant more. Maybe like, yeah, term limit like of three you know, or like four 20 years. Two. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe knows? that's it. All right, yeah. fair enough. 437 Um oh, the Supreme Court is going to be hearing a very interesting case uh tomorrow and on Wednesday and it has to do with the um section 230, you know, of the uh, uh FCC that uh, protects uh, like Twitter and Facebook and YouTube against, you know, the content being used against them as publishers, right? And th- th- what's very interesting about these cases is it's really going to test some of the prongs of their defense, okay? And both of them have to do with ISIS attacks in which people died. And the argument is going to be on the one hand, uh, for the YouTube case, that's going to be tomorrow. The argument is going to be that because YouTube promoted videos to people on the basis of their uh, analyzed or ex- assessed interests by recommending the videos and also by creating a URL that is unique to link to the video, that therefore they have created content. Like the videos aren't just up there like in the bulletin board, you know, they're just up there and you have no impact whatsoever. But because YouTube is recommending things to people, that's a kind of editorial involvement. That's a kind of content, basically. That's more than just being the bulletin board that uh, Section 230 was originally meant to protect. So that's one case, and that's going to be very interesting, okay? Because uh, anything that the def- anything that YouTube creates, Section 230, they argue, is not going to protect them from that. And therefore, you know, notifications of new postings uh, that, uh, you know, they hope that you'll find interesting – 
that's content. And if they are recommending ISIS videos to people, if they're saying, you know, hey, you looked up this thing about, uh, you know, uh, Muslim domination of the world, you might like this ISIS stuff too. <laughs> it's kind of like the idea. And they're saying that's content. Therefore, they're responsible for that and they can be sued. So that's going to be one slice of the case. The other slice of the case is a second case called uh, it's Twitter versus Tayamna. And in this case, there's no evidence or even an allegation that Twitter specifically facilitated ISIS organizing that killed somebody. What they would say, and, and they're not making that claim, what they're saying is that Twitter did not do good enough at protecting the platform from ISIS videos and removing them from the site. And therefore... You know, the key is that they are, you know, they have not been doing their job, basically, and therefore they can be held liable because, as the Anti-Terrorism Act says, anyone who aids and abets by knowingly providing substantial assistance to a terrorist organization becomes culpable for the acts of that ter terrorist organization. And so this is a case of whether Twitter failing to pull down and censor videos and posts for ISIS would make them accomplices in all of the terrorist activities of ISIS, even though there's no direct connection between this video they didn't pull down and that act over there. And the key for that one is going to be whether they knowingly, and I don't think you can probably make the claim that they knowingly did this thing. It would more that they neglected to remove, but that's the, that's not the same as knowingly helped. But that'll be at the... Listen on air at 92.3.